Hi, this is James. Welcome to Jewish FM. On a remote podcast on the east coast of Australia. Can you hear me? Special guest? Yes. You hear Yeah, I can hear myself. This is Kati. Do you recognize her? You might not recognize her through without the Skype monotonous voice effects that Skype brings. She once did a podcast with me seven years ago, eight years ago. It was a while ago, yeah. Do you have fond memories of it? Zero memories, so I think they were fun. But no, my memory's not so good. She's older, she's a little bit wiser. She's gone full hippie. Maybe? Uh, maybe's a good good thing, yeah. Okay, for context, we're on a train from Sydney to Newcastle, New South Wales. Which we almost missed and ran around for like crazy. <sighs> we're a bit sweaty because we ran around in a train for a, in a train station using Sydney's useless postage signs in a train station and almost missed train. Yeah, that was useless. Yep. I'm on the East Coast. Cuddy, um, when we last spoke to her, I think it was in Finland, maybe in England, but she's lived a fair few places since we last spoke. But now she's living in Newcastle. I'm visiting Sydney, and we're like, I basically got her on a train and killed her into doing a podcast. How do you feel? Amazing. I'm staked up and ready to go. Okay, so how did this come about, Cuddy? What What's going on? Why are we here? Good question. Why was anyone anywhere? But we've just had a lovely day in Sydney and now we're on the way to go to sleep in Newcastle, basically. Why is a Finnish girl who was living in England now in Newcastle? She, well, I moved there because my boyfriend got a job there and it made sense and we both surf. And there's no intelligent reason for it, really. You dropped into your English accent there. No. Did I? Oh, that's awful. Embarrassing. Oh, jolly good. How's Newcastle going? How long have you been here for? Been here for two months, I think. It's um, just like England, basically, just a bit warmer and nicer. People look the same. People are just as nice and, yeah, same, same. Lovely. You're still alive. You haven't been in by a shark or a spider yet? No, we did see a spider the other day, and now we named a room the spider room. And we think it was a deadly one, so we're a bit shaking our socks every time we take them off, just in case there's a spider there. You Googled what the spider looks like to see if it was dangerous we think it might have been a black widow but that's possibly being a hypochondriac <laughs> but you never know this country is dangerous are they the ones that cause necrosis i think they kill you in some way or another it's not good to be bitten otherwise you become spider-man as well so you don't want that there's trouble so uh, you came up on the train from newcastle we what did we do oh i took you on a oh we went we went and had some weird korean hot pot that's it that was exciting it took forever to cook some squid beef all the kimchi and coleslaw i did not expect to be having korean hot pot today but we did spontaneous i guess or we just walked until eventually like fine we'll go here <laughs> i think it was that it was a random choice but i think we both embraced it well it turns out you've actually had it before like 10 years ago authentic stuff so how long does it take from on the train like we're on it going back to Newcastle now to my hotel and you're going home to your family i think it's about two and a half hours three hours it took a bit longer for us because we ran around, so I think that added at least an hour. Yeah, and then we uh, we had a hot pot. Uh, it's the first time I've had a hot pot, so that was exciting. Then well, we walked to the harbour to see the Harbour Bridge and Sydney, and then we were tired. We had a bit of rest. <laughs> and then we went to Prime Restaurant. Yeah, we had a lovely day. What did you think of our day? I would say it is 
I haven't. I don't really have a ranking, but it would be my equal favorite day, maybe of all time. Yeah, it was lovely. I enjoyed it. Good, you know, good company. And it's been a while. You know, it's been a few years, I'd say. Coincidentally, it's most of my favorite days are usually meeting a random friend in a random city and just having a nice time. Yeah, there's not much to do there unless you're doing something special. But I literally looked and there's nothing, nothing to do there. So don't go to Sydney. Just go to a park and chill with your friends. Or meet up with someone you haven't seen in eight years and chat because there's lots to catch up on. Yeah, a lot. So what have you been doing? Last time you were like studying in England um, or maybe when I was talking to you, it was summer holidays and you're selling berries in a, a stand in Finland. What what happened to you? What happened? So I graduated uni, then I just did a couple of years of traveling around before sailing down England in the west coast. Oh, it's happening. We may have just hit someone with the train. The train is broken. We're staying here forever. But now I've had a lovely life in the last seven, eight years. So where, where did you travel for those two-year period after graduating? All over. Peru, Portugal, all over Europe, really. Morocco. Indonesia loads of times. But why? I feel like there's something that drew you to these places. What do these places have in common? Oh, you got it. Surfing. Oh, yeah. You decided to become a surfer girl, which is, you know, in Australia that's fairly common. But in England you have to wear what you say, just six-inch thick wetsuit or something and hang out in the Arctic waters. Yeah, it's a bit of an extreme sport. It's so different to comparing if you're surfing in Indo where it's 30-degree water compared to like an 8-degree water, which is chilling, but it feels amazing. It's cool. Like in Australia, the only reason you don't do it is because you're too lazy to paddle out. Basically. Yeah, everyone's fat here. That's why. Well, what was the instigation to try surfing and then suddenly go, oh, I've become, you know, get the hook in that gets you addicted? It was a series of events. I surfed a long time ago and then um, I've always been a swimmer, loved the ocean. It just made sense. And then my boyfriend surfs and it was a lovely thing to do together beginning was always challenging but after that it's just just a lovely thing to do you get to travel and not just sit on a beach but you get to actually do something where you, you love i don't know what do you do on holidays when you go do you just chill around on the beach or do you go on hikes because i find a lot of people just do nothing on holidays whereas my holidays are surf holidays what do you do james i guess uh, i'm a hiking person but i do try to do very little if possible nice <laughs> i try to make it the opposite of a job like, if, if, if a holiday is just me reading a book, that's a good holiday. Nice. That's just after work, right? That's what you do, chill. Too tired after work to read. So, sometimes I read at lunchtime when I still have a bit of energy in the day. Yeah, fair enough. Just make every day a holiday. That's what I've done in the last... <laughs> yeah, you, you're just living the dream. Going through. What was your first, like, major uh, excursion skiing, that, uh, surfing that wasn't, like, your local surfing hole? <laughs> me and my boyfriend went to Morocco for three weeks and that's where I really learned to surf and after that I was hooked and I went to Portugal by myself to work in this random little ho- hotel on the side and got to surf there and was a beginner and lovely lifestyle and no worries man so what's the you know living in a surfing hostel lifestyle like like what is what, what does it take to what does it take to make it you gotta like people you don't necessarily have a, you never not work if people ask you questions and you just I don't know when I was in Peru for three months it was just got to know so many cool people and also the people that you work with I made some awesome friends and it was just yeah very cool everyone should do it you just meet such random people and it just verifies your 
existence, basically. It's kind of like living in, uh, you know, the hostel, but everyone has something surfing in common. Is that what I'm guessing? Yeah, a lot of people surf, but on the other side, it does get a bit tiring having to have the same conversation over and over again. So that's why I've stopped asking questions like, what do you do for work? Because I literally don't give a shit what you do for work or where you've been in the last, if you've traveled around, I don't really care where you've been. Just tell me who you are and what, you know, how do we get along? So you can get along, you can ask different kinds of questions. So was Peru in that two-year period? Yes, I think so. I think it was exactly two years ago, in February sometime. Yeah, it was cool. But then you moved to Cornwall, right, in England. What did you do there? I thought I wanted to become a teacher. Turns out schools are awful and kids are naughty and you're just yelling at kids all day. I'm way too young for that. And it's just an awful place. So anti-school, yay. So I did that for a bit, and then I found a lovely job working in a golf course, and I was a supervisor and manager there, which just meant I sat around reading a book, chatting to old people all day, and making coffees. It was lovely. But I think I established with you earlier, you didn't learn to play golf. No. I, no. I went on driving range once, hit 50 balls, and thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. Why would I spend time on this? But I can see why people enjoy it. It's a lovely pastime. You get to walk around with your friends and you're outside. You're doing a kind of fun activity, maybe. But yeah, I see that, especially for older people, it's just a community there. That's very cool. And people don't have that. It keeps them them out of their homes watching TV, which is nice. And you had like the lovely 90-year-old people just come in for like a pint with their mate. And you just, you have my heart, just sank for them. They were just lovely people. Were any famous people come through? I don't think so. No. It was a very low-key, friendly golf club. I don't think it was one of the London elite snobby places. This is Cornwall, and everyone's very friendly, so I'm very Cornish. Why Cornwall? Was there good surfing nearby? Yep, the best surf in the UK. That's warm enough. Was your partner, like, for him as well, or was he working there? Yeah, he worked, but he also surfed, and we lived a two-minute walk away from the beach from all the surf breaks, and it was just... Again, a lovely lifestyle, just on the beach. People come there for holiday and we just be like, this is amazing to live here all year long for two years. Sad to leave it, but you, Australia is pretty nice too. You were in Cornwall for quite a while until you made the big move. Yep, two years. It's the longest I've been in one place for a long time, which is nice as well. Um, so how has Australia been so far? Good. I've spent a lot of it hanging out with an elderly dog, so that's been fun. She's given me lots of love and cuddles not met a lot of um australians yet but that's i'm keeping that as a little treat for when i venture out into the working world maybe is it have you been able to is there a surfing culture that you have to like get your way weave your way into to be part of the the cool kids in newcastle uh (laughs) i think everyone's fairly friendly because i'm a girl i think they just look at me and kind of like having me around because having a lady in the water brings a different vibe so and I'm always very friendly to people I just say hi and chat to people and not to snake too many waves so get the locals respect because I'm a local now too so hey ho you talked about you might need it every now and then you need to punch someone to get a wave you haven't had to do that in Newcastle yet not yet but I'm waiting for it in the UK we'd I'd get super aggressive at our local beach just because you've had these tourists and noobs running in thinking they own the place and they don't you got to mark your territory, right? Yes, you've got to be aggressive. Let them know where you are. Of course, it's all fun and games, but I think they thought it was serious. That's cool. I'm a very aggressive person. So, what's next 
got lots of interesting ideas and projects on the go. Um, none of which are currently happening because I'm paralyzed because I've got too many of them in my brain. So I need to organize myself and super excited about lots of things. And yeah. So you're going to take some time to settle into Australia before like planning surfing trips around the country and all that stuff or Indonesia or wherever it's cheap to go? I think at least a few months before we start. Um, Fiji is one that's calling our name because it's so close and haven't been there before. Indo, it's one of the reasons we moved here as well because it's so close to Indonesia. We just popped there for a week and it's not like a massive thing. So no, we need to have a look into it. You were in it. Uh, while you were waiting for visa issues to work out, you were in Indonesia for quite a while, right? Yeah, we were there for three weeks. I could live in there forever, but you can't. So, How were you living in Indonesia? We were on a very remote island called the Mentawi Islands, world-class waves, living in a tiny hut with nothing in the island, just footpaths through the jungle and very good waves and a couple of other surfers. Describe this hut to me. It had a mattress on the floor, a mosquito net, and a shelf and a door. And it was about the size of the bed. So there's not much room in there. And a little, yeah, that's it. Very basic. So where'd you, where'd you brush your teeth? You just do it on the little balcony outside. There was an, like a shared toilet, which was a hole in the ground and a bucket shower. So you'd put water into a bucket and then you'd bucket yourself to wash yourself off. So very basic, and we just lie in a hammock after surfing and just chill. What else do you need? Nothing. No, not at all. Do you have like you know one of those buttons you press when you're in trouble and someone sends off a signal to GPS or something? You can. No, I want one of those. That sounds like a smart idea to have. If you get hurt in these islands, you are basically it takes six hours to the nearest other island. And by then you could have just died. So don't get hurt there. And a lot of people do that. I've seen, like on the way, there was somebody just was bleeding in their head because they hit the reef with their face. So don't get hurt. I brought my own doctor with me. So I was lucky. That's right. Your partner's a doctor. That's comforting. Although he said if something happens, he can just tell you how fucked you are and not actually be able to do anything because you just can't do anything with the, without the tools. So that's helpful. You just, oh, you've got 10 hours before you die. Oh, thanks. Does he carry a doctor's bag around with a stethoscope? He did have his stethoscope with him, but and a few stitching things, but no. Skin glue. Did you get to use it? No, sadly. No. Hmm. Have you ever Googled videos of using skin glue? No, I've seen it be used, though. It's quite... You just put glue in a wound, and then you hold it, and then it heals up. It's magical. Why have you seen it being used? I think Simon used it on himself when he cut himself with a knife on the finger. Which is funny, because then he fainted, because he's not good with blood. A doctor who's not good in blood? Not good with his own blood. It's, I don't understand it. Yeah, I'm terrible with that. I, like, I have to I really plan out getting immunizations because I will just faint. For what? Immunizations for? What are you getting? I travel things. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, you need those. Jungle fever. Whatever, whatever's going down. Or donating blood. But you'll get autism most likely, so don't... Um don't get vaccinations no that's true it's too late I already have it fair enough I can tell what's Finland like these days when was the last time you were in Finland right before we went to Indo so I was there for five weeks in um, between June and July and it was awesome it was summer a shitty summer very rainy and cold but yeah it was good lots of 
calmness and forests and just walks and friends and just home. I know you've been taking a holiday from the news, but what's Finland? What's Finland's reaction to the whole Trump Brexit thing? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I think they must have thought Trump is crazy, like everyone else. And I don't know about Brexit. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Is Finland actually in the EU? Yeah, since nineteen ninety-one. So you were there during the summer period. Yeah, for five weeks, just before we headed off here, because I didn't know when the last time, next time I could go and visit Finland, because it's so far away. It is. I would like to go, but then I get distracted by video games. That is the trouble that happens to me all the time. By video games? <laughs> I, I watch them. <laughs> you get distracted by um, life. All the, too many things to do, not enough time. Yeah, not enough, not enough anything. That's it. Although you've got a plan to live forever by fasting. Yes, I am currently living forever. Thank you for asking. Good work. The uh, people listening to our into our podcast thought that was kind of amusing. Sure, they should pay for this stuff, man. This is like comedy gold. I've been in Sydney on a cruise. Have you ever been on a cruise before? Not for more than a weekend, no. So yes, I have been on a cruise when I missed a flight. Yeah, lots of yeah, lots of cruises between Sweden and Finland. That's my choice of cruising. That feels like you've got a destination. Like, it's not a cruise, it's a, just a boat ride. Yeah, fair enough. Whereas your cruise was a bit pointless. You went from Sydney to Moreton Bay, and then Moreton Bay back to Sydney. Party cruise. It was kind of cool, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm going to, like, crow about recommending it to people. <laughs> Probably good, yeah. Fair enough. Although it's one of those things you can kind of tell people who would really like cruises... And I'm like, oh, I can recommend it to that person. Because it's, it's definitely marketed as a certain kind of clientele. And I don't think we're it. I'm too weird for cruising. Have you ever considered being a pirate that goes around sailing between weird islands with surfing and stuff and raiding other boats for money? I definitely have it in me. I just don't... I get boat sick, so I think I'd be an awful pirate. That's right. You're a surfer, but you get boat sick or seasick. I think seasick or any motion, motion sickness is probably the better. I get car sick. I'm training, I'm fine, and I don't know, it's probably in my head. But on a surfboard, you're one with the ocean and you're just, it's fine. Yeah, I think so. It's, you know, like I said, I think it's a mental illness. Or maybe the motion sickness adds to the thrill. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I've never puked while surfing, so I need to try that. Ooh, no, I don't, because then sharks will come, so no, I'm not going to do that. Bad idea, James. Uh, well, it's been lovely to catch up with you after all these years, Cutty. I hope it's not the last time we get to hang out. What are you, what are you most looking forward to in the coming year? Uh, just exploring Australia. There's a lot to see. It's a huge place, and there's so many wild areas that are just so remote. And just to watch the sky and keep an eye on the aliens and go camping and all of that. I'm excited. You have to be careful of the aliens. I always am. Thank you. Good night. Lovely.